The United States has secured access to four extra military bases in the Philippines as it attempts to counter China's military expansion in the South China Sea. And the move has prompted an angry reaction from Beijing. Out of selfish interests, the US has continuously strengthened military deployment in the region, which exacerbates regional tensions and endangers regional peace and stability. Countries should remain vigilant against this and avoid being used by the United States. Mao Ning, a spokeswoman for China's foreign ministry. The plan means that US troops will be stationed on bases facing Taiwan and the South China Sea, rotating through in small groups in the same way that they do in Darwin. The agreement represents a strategic and diplomatic victory for Washington. But what does it mean for security in our broader region? Sam Rogovine is Director at the International Security Program at the Lowy Institute. Welcome back to Breakfast. Thanks, Patricia. So the US already had limited access to five sites under a defence agreement with the Philippines. What additional capability does access to these extra four bases give them? Yeah, look, I've seen some of the reporting about this talk about uh, this being a major boost to American capabilities. We, We need to be a little careful with that kind of framing because the United States is not announcing that it is moving additional forces uh, to the Philippines or to the region more broadly. I really think what it's announcing is that it's going to disperse those forces uh, a lot more. Um, And in effect, we could therefore see this announcement as being of a kind with uh, what we learned late last year about expansion of the... um, uh, of American facilities at the RAAF base at Tyndall in Northern Australia, which, again, was not additional military assets being moved to the region, but more uh, existing military assets being more widely dispersed. And in that sense, it's it's kind of a defensive move because the reason they need to be more widely dispersed is because the United States is really worried about China's expanding missile capabilities. Uh, and so the United States is really is trying to give itself the capability to move its existing forces around more uh, and to move more nimbly around the region to essentially make China's military problems uh, much greater should there ever be uh, a conflict between the United States and China. China's construction of military bases on islands in the South China Sea put the Philippines within easy striking distance. Does this improve security for the Philippines? Well, I think that's the, the the motivation on the part of the Philippines, but I would question that. I mean, the United States had uh, enough capabilities in the region to, uh, you know, to to do much more to prevent or at least delay or frustrate uh, China's previous round of. Uh, of island building initiatives during the uh, Obama administration in the South China Sea, and it didn't. So it wasn't for a lack of capability that the United States failed to act. It was, I think, a lack of resolve, a lack of will. And I'm not sure that's pro- that problem has been solved. I mean, ultimately, the question that's raised by China's uh, island building activities in the South China Sea is, is the United States prepared to go to war with China to stop Uh, it from building up these little islands uh, in the South China Sea. It's a very difficult proposition for the United States. Its core national interests 
are really not engaged to such an extent that it would consider, you know, the, take take the risk of potentially going to a full-scale war with China. Whereas for China, this is much more important than it is for the US. So there's, there's an imbalance of resolve here, not so much an imbalance of, uh, of assets or military capabilities. The Philippines has, though, so far been careful not to antagonise China. Why do you believe they've agreed to this? And we know China has already expressed its... Uh, unhappiness. How how much will this inflame that that response and and that situation? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a course correction from uh, this new Filipino government over the the very pro-China direction taken under the previous Duterte administration. Uh, I, I wouldn't read it though as being a, a move back to a much earlier period of U.S. Filipino relations under the Cold War, and that's simply because. The circumstances have changed so radically since the end of the Cold War in the in the early 1990s. At that point, for the Philippines and in fact for any nation in in Southeast Asia, and you can include Australia in this, there really wasn't much cost to unequivocally taking the side of the United States. After all, China was economically still uh, a bit of a minnow at that point, but China is now so significant to all of these countries economically that although they do try to balance these two great powers off against one another, play them off against one another to some extent, uh, they're unlikely to put their lot in with one or the other unequivocally, Australia perhaps being uh, being one of the exceptions to that rule. But I think the closer geographically that you get to China in Southeast Asia, the more tendency there's going to be to either bandwagon with China, as some countries are doing in continental Southeast Asia, or to try and balance the two against each other. As we heard, China's foreign ministry has warned other countries not to be used by the United States. So that begs the question, is Washington looking to strike similar agreements, expansion with other countries? I'm sure it is. I mean, the, the, the list of countries where that's a possibility is not that long. Uh, I think we should also actually be looking for China to do something similar. So there are already uh, strong indications, nothing quite definitive yet, but pretty strong indications that China is building a naval base in Cambodia. Uh, and so, uh, and of course, previously, we've seen evidence of, of Chinese attempts to uh, strike military agreements in the Pacific Islands region. So we, we, we should expect this kind of thing to continue. Earlier this week, the commander of the US Air Force warned that China and the US could be at war over Taiwan as early as 2025, which is a pretty alarming statement. Mm. Do you share that concern? Is it is it really a live possibility? Yes, it's a live possibility. That, that's easy enough to say. I mean, the, 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 the much harder question is around likelihood. And of course, we, we can't know that because uh, these events are inherently unpredictable. There are so many variables. And in fact, the Chinese themselves almost certainly don't know. The, the, the only person that matters here, Xi Jinping, has, has probably not made up his mind on this question. So we, we simply cannot know, uh, we, we cannot put uh, a number on that. I think that the big question for Australia, though, well, first of all, I think we can say that tensions have uh, definitely increased and the status quo is shifting in in rather worrying ways. Both sides have um, have eaten away at the, uh, at the status quo in various ways. So it is... It is more tense than it has been for for some time. The big question for Australia, I think, is you know 
what are we prepared to do in a uh, in a situation like that? Um, what is Australia's level of involvement uh, should the United States go to war with China over Taiwan? Uh, the, the the sense I get is that essentially that question's been answered in uh, in Canberra on both sides of politics. That yes, Australia would definitely come in on America's side. I think we need to do some very deep thinking about exactly what is at stake uh, and, and the risks of such an approach. I mean, war, war itself is really the enemy in uh, in a contingency like that. The U.S.-China war over Taiwan could easily escalate to a nuclear confrontation, which. Uh, you know, would, would be the, the biggest war we've seen since uh, World War II and potentially much bigger. Sam, thanks for your time. Thanks, Patricia. Sam Rogavine is Director of the International Security Program at the Lowy Institute. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.